$1 can provide three meals to a family of four. Um, our agencies stretch these dollars so thin, like they work so hard. They stretch these dollars so far. And when you give to United Way, you're giving to Emory Valley Center, to ADFAC, to Contact Caroline, to all of these organizations that you may not even know exist, but like Joey said, they work together to fill those needs. You're listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Join Michael Holtz and his guests for conversations about all things ORAU. They'll talk about ORAU's storied history, our impact on an ever-changing world, our innovative scientific and technical solutions for our customers, and our commitment to the communities where we do business. Welcome to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Good morning and welcome to a special edition of Further Together, the ORAU podcast. It is annual giving time here at ORAU and we love to talk about United Way of Anderson County and the agencies that they support and how our giving, but also giving throughout the community supports United Way and their agencies. So today I'm thrilled to have on the podcast again, Naomi Asher, Executive Director of United Way of Anderson County, along with Jennifer Anderson from Emory Valley Center and Joey Collins from ADFAC, Aid to Distressed Families of Anderson County. Welcome, everybody. Glad to have you here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Um, what I'd like to do is just kind of go in order and have the three of you just briefly introduce yourself and what your agency does, and then we'll kind of dig deeper into um, why community support is so important. So, Naomi, we'll start with you. All right. I am Naomi Asher, the executive director here uh, for Anderson Campbell, Morgan and Scott counties um, for United Way and a longtime Oak Ridger and very excited to be here today. Excellent. Thank you, Jennifer. Yep, I'm Jennifer Anderson and I am the president at Emory Valley Center and I have been with Emory Valley Center for um almost 21 years now, and we provide sports and services to children, adults, and families in East Tennessee um, who have disabilities. Thank you very much. And Joey. All right, I'm Joey Collins. I'm the Household Assistance Director, Program Director, um, and we work with helping families be stable and self-sufficient in the community. Thank you, sir. So, Naomi, where are you today? We are actually kicking off our annual giving campaign, and I'm sure there are other companies throughout the community that are doing the same, if not now, soon, um, or have done, um, as the case may be. Why is this time so important for United Way? Yeah, so um, the fall is where we raise almost all of our uh, the dollars that that we raise in the year. So we have a goal of raising $1.2 million by the end of December. Um, and that will enable us to uh, put about a million dollars uh, in grants into the community. So we do those um, through um, large partnership grants, which might be a one-year or a three-year grant, 
um, which Joey and Jennifer can speak to, um, that might be um, short-term discretionary grants. It might be um, different initiatives and things that we do to kind of fill the gaps around the community, um, project-based things like that. So um, we need to hit that goal so that we can move the needle on the biggest issues here in the community. We take that piece very seriously. We just completed our um, uh, annual uh, community needs assessment. And that needs assessment really shows what the biggest needs in the community are, the current needs, the emerging needs. Uh, and that's where we put our dollars. We put our dollars into programs that are uh, working on these, uh, these areas and moving the needle on those areas with the biggest impact and the strongest outcomes. So based on the survey, Naomi, what are the biggest issues facing the community right now? Yeah, so we're seeing a lot of basic needs, which is kind of a surprise. You know, you think about Oak Ridge, and you think the world's fastest supercomputer, you think um, it must be kind of a very affluent area, there's a lot going on, um, a lot of industry, that kind of thing, but we actually have over 40% free and reduced rates in our school systems. Um, so we know there's a lot of high needs. Just 15 minutes up the road in Bryceville, we've got parts of our community where there's not even access to internet. So you think about during 2020 <clears throat> and how most kids were virtual learning. Well, those kids couldn't even do virtual learning. They were getting packets handed to them off a school bus in the mornings. Um, and so if, if you don't have the support at home to help you with that, there's really not, you know, we had a huge amount of learning loss um, in the last year or so and basic needs for, for food, uh, shelter, they've, they have just risen exponentially. We're seeing enormous um, uh, substance misuse uh, rates um, increase. We've got a lot of mental health concerns right now. So the, the current needs are very, very high in a lot of those basic areas. And then what we're seeing in those, those emerging needs, the long-term needs that have come out of 2020, uh, is that stability and keeping the, um, being able to get caught back up on those bills and then being able to stay ahead. Um, and so it's, uh, we're seeing a lot of those, those mental health, um, mental health and substance misuse that that's going to affect the ability to kind of keep that stability. So we're trying to, um, trying to work really hard right now, not only on band-aids, but some of those long-term, long-term fixes. Gotcha. Um, Joey, just talking about some of those long-term fixes and, and the needs of the community, it sounds like what AFAC does, um, dovetails really well with kind of the priorities that United Way is seeing. And we work to uh, help families become stable and self-sufficient. And that looks completely different for almost everyone that we see. Um, and in situations like when COVID hit, self-sufficiency became almost impossible for a lot of people that we serve. So we focused on stability and we relied a lot on the United Way discretionary grants to provide us the dollars to be able to help those families. So we were seeing people who were facing crises within their affordable housing, their rents and their utility bills. And we were able to take that money and help them become stable, at least for the time being until we could address their greater needs later on. Okay. Um, which explains why community support for United Way is really important because it helps you all get those grant dollars to help families continue to be um, 
self-sufficient if they can be. Absolutely. Um, that's one of the biggest things. Um, also, as Naomi mentioned, that community needs assessment. Uh, that helps us identify what's going on in the community so that we can prepare for what's coming up next. Um, that's the biggest thing is not only moving someone from point A to point B, but to look at point C and see what it takes for them to get there and how we can help them. Thank you, sir. Um, Jennifer, how about for um, Emory Valley Center? So I can talk a little bit about some of the, the longer grants that we've had, the three-year grants that we've had that kind of hit on some of those needs too. Um, for instance, we get, um, we get some funding for our early learning center where we serve children from um, one years to when they go to kindergarten. And we do some scholarship funding for families who you know, otherwise wouldn't be able to afford um, childcare for their children, which is really helpful. And then ensuring that the kids are, are reaching their developmental milestones and that they're kindergarten ready, which is so important to just start off on the right foot. Um, when you talk about some of the mental health, we serve people who are duly diagnosed with intellectual and developmental disabilities, which is a real gap in services um, in this community, finding good mental health care for people who have an intellectual or developmental disability. And they support one of our programs that provides outpatient and group therapy, you know, for stabilization, to keep people out of the emergency room, to help with crisis intervention, which is just a service that wasn't available before we were able to, you know, partner with different um, folks like the United Way to get that program up and running. And then, and then they also fund um, our workforce development program. And so, um, you know, helping people who have disabilities, getting competitive competitive employment in the community. You know, a lot of people with disabilities that we support live at the poverty level. And so for them to get good jobs and have the skills that they need um, and expand their learning and work experiences, which is what they help us with the funding through that, you know, to get out there and to work and to, and to make a paycheck um, and, and just to be a contributing part of the community. So those are some of the things that we currently are funded through the United Way with. Excellent. Thank you so much. Um, Naomi, talk about the, I know there are a number of agencies that are supported through United Way, through grants and that sort of thing. How many agencies and what kinds of agencies? So currently we have 38 partner agencies. Um, and then within that, we've got uh, 47 programs. So some agencies like uh, Emory Valley Center and ADFAC have multiple programs uh, because they're very large organizations that do a lot of work. So um, there are multiple programs within that agency that, that we focus on. Um, what's cool is, <clears throat> you know, our partners like Emory Valley Center and ADFAC um, hit almost all of our focus areas. So when we look at youth development, we've got the Early Learning Center, we've got the Backpack Program. So, um, then when we look at self-sufficiency, obviously we've got the workforce development program, we've got um, the utility assistance program, things like that. Then we look at our seniors in health and obviously both um, ADFAC with their um, senior programs uh, to make sure that there's um, accessibility in houses and, and some of those home repairs. And then uh, with Emory Valley Center um, serving seniors and, and definitely hitting those health uh, health outcomes. Um, it's really cool to just see how so many of our partners have um, been able to hit those those areas that we know are the building blocks of our strong community. So um, 
like I said, we've got 38 of those partners. Um, we're really proud to have Boys and Girls Club, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, um, Girls Inc., some of those, the the more traditional youth programs that you would think about. And then um, a free medical clinic who just opened uh, a remote clinic in Bryceville. Um, and what's really cool about that is within their first week or so of being open, they had almost 15 people that had never been to a doctor before, adults, um, that wow. had just never had access. And so they, we funded a piece of equipment that we lovingly refer to as a robo-doctor. Um, and so he has a screen where you would have a face and he's able to do all your vitals. Um, the doctor is right there um, on the screen and able to do pretty much anything except for take blood. So um, that that robot is able to, to check all of these things so that we can have a doctor available to this community in Bryceville um, anytime that the clinics open, where it was really difficult to try to find doctors that could volunteer their time and be there in person. Now we've got doctors all over the country that can just take a, a short shift um, and see some patients. And, um, and so that's a, that's a really cool thing. So we've been able to partner with a lot of different organizations like that, um, Keystone and, um, and other health um, and senior support services. So um, it's just, it's, it's really, really cool for us. We feel just incredibly blessed and honored to be the ones that get to see all these programs um, up close and personal and, and see these incredible outcomes um, from, you know, the YWCA this past year has worked really hard and Torch um, helping our homeless community. So, and, and just to see everybody work together so well um, is just, it's really, really cool. We, we love it. Sounds like there was some remarkable work happening across the communities that you serve. Mm -hmm. um, Naomi, and this is for all three of you as well. Um, how has, I mean, you know what, it's sort of like in year 2003 of the pandemic, it feels like, but um, how has the pandemic impacted your work, your fundraising, um, all of those things? I know, Naomi, you touched on that a little bit with regard to um, sort of access to technology and, and Wi-Fi and broadband and all of that. Yeah, so <clears throat> our fundraising was obviously down quite a bit um, because when you're not working um, or when you're working remotely, you're not in person. It and you know there's a lot of layoffs and things like that that occurred in 2020. You're not going to run that payroll campaign, or certainly not going to run it as uh, as big as as previously. So uh, in 2021, what we saw was very um, reduced collection numbers, um, very reduced uh, campaign numbers. So this has been a struggle. This year has been really difficult. Um, what we did was take the numbers that we got in December in the program reports. So our agencies, through that application process, they tell us how many people they're serving, how many people they plan to serve, all of those kinds of things what the impacts are gonna look like, the percentage um, of improvement or the percentage of change. Uh, and then we take those program reports each December and review those to ensure that our agencies are on track. <clears throat> this past December, what we what we saw obviously was, you know, quite a few of our organizations, Boys and Girls Club and Girls Inc. are just a couple that come to mind. They, they were not able to be open the whole year. So, for 2021, we reduced their funding according to the reduction in services. 
So with the thought being, if you're not open, you're not spending that program money. So um, we didn't reduce anybody 100%. We made sure that, yes, you still have to pay your rent. You still got to, you know, there are things that are fixed expenses. Mm -hmm. So we obviously took that into account, but reduced a lot of our programs that were unable to, uh, to run their programs in 2020. Um, and then some others we know worked harder than ever during 2020 um, because there were uh, they were right there on the front lines. Um, Torch and Helen Ross McNabb Ridgeview are just a few that that come to mind. Um, and so they were out, never you know, never really dropping those program numbers. So looking at that, that that was how we kind of adjusted for 2021. We did have some some pushback. It was it was difficult for some of those partner agencies, but there were also a lot of great um, grants available that we helped point them towards state money and, and other things as well. Um, so now that we are here in 2021, fall 2021, we are hoping that those numbers will come back up. We definitely, um, our agencies are all back open running, back to 100%. So we we really need those dollars this year. We've got to, to pull those numbers back up. So we're incredibly thankful for organizations like ORAU um, that do contribute heavily um, and that have a lot of employees that really see those needs and and respond to the needs. So um, yeah, we're, we're hoping that we're gonna have a great fall this year. Awesome. Thanks, Naomi. Jennifer, how about for Emory Valley Center? What has the impact been like? Um, so we really maintained operations the entire time. Um, the only thing we did was we did close our oil learning center for one month, but otherwise have maintained operations. Of course, we've canceled a fundraiser, postponed a fundraiser. And I think for us, the biggest challenge really is in staffing and getting good qualified staff. And I know you're hearing it all over the news, how hard it is to get that. And that's really been challenging for us. And I think sometimes people forget that our staff, the majority of our staff are, are direct support professionals that work on that front line with people. They did it throughout the pandemic. Um, and, and, you know, they had to work with people who were exposed, who had COVID. They themselves may have gotten COVID. And so we've experienced some, um, you know, some, some additional, um, I guess, pay that we've had to pay out and hazard pay for staff and different things like that. But it's been, it's been a challenging, um, what feels like 10 years, I guess we're just going into year two of it. Um, and so continue to try and stay on track and, and provide those services. But for us, things really kind of never changed. Thank you. And Joey, how about for, for ADFAC? Yeah, kind of similar to Jennifer, um, we saw a lot of people in need and we realized that we had to be there um, for our people that we were serving. So we kind of pivoted and upgraded our technology through some of the money that we received through United Way and had a couple people working remotely. And that was for our household assistance program. Um, for our housing program, you know, people weren't comfortable with us coming into our, their homes at that time. So we shifted that staff to help us back down in household assistance. And so we increased our staff there um, and just kind of tried to meet the demand as best that we could because we saw a lot of people needing a lot of things that we previously had not encountered. Um, and although we were prepared to handle it, we had to find different ways in which, uh, which we could provide those services. So we kind of relied on um, United Way, not only for 
the money to do so, but for the coordination of services, you know, I could call Naomi and say, hey, who's doing this? Who's doing that? There's, is there an identified gap that we may be able to jump in and help out on? So that was a huge thing to be able to just have that communication between agencies and the trainings and support that we all receive to be able to jump in and help each other out to make it work. Oh, that's awesome. So lots of um, interagency support as well, it sounds like. Um, yeah, um, it's great. And that's, I find that a lot in Oak Ridge, um, you know, somebody, one agency may be able to do something for a family, but there still may be an unmet need and they can reach out to one of the other United Way agencies and say, hey, we're doing this. Can you help us do this? And, you know, if you get two or three agencies do it, it lightens the burden on each agency and you're able to increase that impact for that individual family. And each thing that they receive increases their ability to be able to become stable and self-sufficient and move on. Thank you for that, Joey. Um, for all three of you, as companies like ORU and others are in the in the throes of their fall fundraising, what's your closing argument to get people, um, to ask people for their support? Naomi, I'll start with you. So I think the strongest argument really is just that, you know, $1 can provide three meals to a family of four. Um, our agencies stretch these dollars so thin, like they work so hard. They stretch these dollars so far. And when you give to United Way, you're giving to Emory Valley Center, to ADFAC, to Contact Caroline, to all of these organizations that you may not even know exist, but like Joey said, they work together to fill those needs. So really when you're giving, um, when you just make that that choice to give to United Way, you know 100% that those dollars are going where they're needed the most. They're having the strongest impact. We're funding organizations that can really show you exactly what those dollars are doing and how they're um, meeting the needs and the emerging needs of the community. Um, they're being stretched so far. They do so much. And not only that, but like Joey referenced, um, you know, United Way pulls together resource manuals. We take referrals. Um, we work out in the community to ensure that those processes are going well. We're refilling food pantries. We're doing a lot of um, different drives and different initiatives, getting every teenager, uh, every teenage girl in Anderson County bags with period supplies. Where So there's a lot of additional things that we do outside of just the grants. Um, and then providing technical assistance and training. I did three um, strategic planning meetings last month um, with different agency partners. Um, so there's a lot of that as well. We're offering a five um, series marketing training right now. We've got um, some safe space trainings coming up. So there's a lot of different ways that we partner to ensure that um, our agencies have what they need. And that's so much more than just financial. It's that technical assistance. It's that support, that collaboration piece. Um, you know, we just, we try really hard to make sure we're listening and that we, uh, that we get uh, responses to, um, to what, what our partners are saying that they need. So it's, it's supporting that, that holistic um, effort to really address 
those community needs rather than just um, slapping a, a Band-Aid on here and there, or somebody's hungry and giving them a meal. This is a whole holistic support um, for the whole process to ensure that they can um, stay well-fed their whole life. Thanks for that, Naomi. Jennifer, how about for you and Emory Valley Center? What's your, what's your closing argument? So I, I guess, you know, there's so much need in our community, especially during these um, challenging and kind of different different times that we're in. And it is so nice, like Joey talked about, Naomi talked about, the collaboration um, that United Way really provides, the ability to partner with people, the ability to just have somebody there when you need them and when you're struggling and you're challenged. You know, I'm so thankful for the support of this community. This really is one of the best communities ever. They always come through. Um, and, and, you know, Naomi and her staff at the United Way are always there for you. You're not going to find anybody who's working harder than Naomi out there on those front lines, really trying to help all of us, you know, solve some of those problems that we have. And it's just, it's a really great opportunity to make a difference when people give to the United Way. Thanks, Jennifer. And Joey, same question for you. Well, Naomi and Jennifer really kind of said everything. Um, but realistically for us, uh, in 2020, we served over 5,800 people. Um, and there's no way we could have done that without United Way. And United Way can't do that without contributions from um, agencies and community support. So um, just think about you know, that number, 5,800, multiply that by the 38 agencies plus the others um, that were mentioned that United Way serves. These are a lot of lives that are being impacted. And as Naomi mentioned, United Way does a fantastic job at stretching those dollars and seeing the impact grow. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a, an amazing thing, and uh, we need to see it keep continue going. Awesome. For all three of you, is there anything I haven't asked that you want to make sure that we share with the folks who are listening? I just want to say thank you. Um, it's so many years of consistent support from ORAU, a lot of different um, staff changes and things over there, and yet there's always been that stability in support from employees. So thank you, thank you so much. You're a pillar in this community um, in so many ways, and we are incredibly thankful uh, for that continuing support. Thank you so much, Naomi. Um, that wraps it up for this episode of Further Together, the ORE podcast. Thank you to Naomi Asher, Jennifer Anderson, and Joey Collins for being with me today and talking about their agencies and the great need that there is in the community. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. To learn more about any of the topics discussed by our experts, visit www.orau.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at ORAU and on Instagram at ORAU Together. If you like Further Together, the ORAU podcast, we would appreciate you giving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews will help more people find the podcast.